0: Welcome to the Experience Christian Church Message Podcast. We are a church startup based out of Exton, Pennsylvania, committed to giving the community a fresh start with God and with church. Our mission is to help people experience God's love in a practical way. We would love to connect with you. Would you text ECC info to 94000 or Go to our website, experiencecc.org, for more information and to learn how you can be a part of our community. Enjoy today's message.
1: Good morning. It is good to be in this place today. Let's just pray before we enter into God's word. Father, we thank you for meeting us here today. We ask that your presence would fill this place. We ask, Lord, that you, by way of your Holy Spirit, would communicate your truth to your people in a way in which we can receive it. Make us different, Lord, leaving the building than when we've entered in. Lord, we ask that you simply have your way with us today. Refresh us, correct us, make us new all over again. We thank you for all that you'll do. It's in Christ's name that we do pray. Amen. We are in the series, The Good Life, and today I'm going to ask that you meet me in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 9, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 9. I want to talk about the peacemaker. Can we all just get along? The peacemaker. In Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 9, the Bible says, God blesses those who work for peace, they will be called the children of God. You'll notice there that it says work. It means there's something that we got to do on our end in order to get the peace that God has provided for us. On March the 3rd, 1991, Rodney King was savagely beaten by several L.A. police officers. Four officers were on trial, charged with excessive force, and they were found not guilty. Within hours of the verdict, riots broke out in L.A. for six days. Sixty-three people were killed. 2,383 were injured. On May 1st, 1992, Rodney King made a television appearance pleading for an end to the violence. And he stated, can we all get along? It's a reminder to me that we live in the divided states of America, not the United States of America. (laughs) Seems to me that we have difficulty being able to just get along with each other. In their celebrated book, Lessons of History, Will and Ariel Durant, wrote that in the last 3,421 years of recorded history, only 268 have been without war. The Bible teaches us that God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. This divine announcement, if it's understood and taken to heart, and applied by the Holy Spirit in our lives, will bring peace to our anxious hearts, but also make us instruments of peace for those people we come in contact with. It's a biblical principle that's lived out in our daily lives, and it has the potential not only to change us, but to change people that we come in contact with. We become mediators of peace not only for ourselves, but for those around us and our entire society. And so point number one, if you're taking notes today, I want you to recognize that this is not an ordinary peace. (laughs) A deeper understanding of this word, we have to understand the type of peace that Jesus is talking about. In John chapter number 14, verse number 27, Jesus reminds us, I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or be afraid. When we look at the word peace here, it does not mean the absence of tension. When we look at the word peace here in Hebrew, it means shalom which means wholeness and total well-being. You see, peace is an inside job. See, you got to have peace on the inside. And if you have peace on the inside, you can deal with anything that's going on around you. You've got to have the peace that only God can give you. See, the key to peace is not letting what's going on on the outside Get to the inside. Oh, you're not with me this morning. See, see, see. We, our peace is disturbed when things around us are chaotic, and we let that peace creep in on the inside, and then the unrest on the outside becomes our unrest on the inside. You can't find peace within yourself. You can't find peace anywhere. The end result is the Holy Spirit's work in our lives that gives us a deep and lasting peace. It's not an ordinary peace. Listen, the world didn't give it to us, and the world can't take it away. You've got to understand that the peace that God wants to give you is a peace that's in an internal peace, and it doesn't matter what's happening around you. As long as you've got peace on the inside, then you're able to give peace to other people. See, many times we try to define peace as the absence of conflict. And so we take all of our time, our effort, and our energy, and we try to control things that are going on around us. And as long as everything is good going on around us, then we think we got peace, but that always doesn't last too long. See, you can have peace knowing that God is in control. Uh, We must admit this morning that there's a lot of sin and fear and uncertainty and doubt and forces that are working within us to disturb our peace. But when God takes up residence on the inside, when God moves into our hearts, we can restrain that hostility that we have out of our flesh and allow the comfort and the peace of God to keep us stable. See, God says, I'm going to give you my peace. And when he says, I'm going to give you my peace, it helps to ease the stress that we feel. It gives the Holy Spirit an opportunity to address those issues in our lives. And it gives us the peace that only God can give. So do you want God's peace today? See, many of us have been moving in conflict so long that we don't even have any idea what peace is. We've got to get to the place of wanting what God gives to us if we are to receive it. The Bible says it this way in Philippians chapter number four, verses six and seven. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, just imagine not worrying and having peace. That almost seems like an impossibility with all the things that are going on in our world and on our jobs and in our homes, it seems like it's kind of hard to do. But but Paul's advice to us is not to worry, but to pray. He says, if you want to worry less, then you need to pray more. That you don't have to worry about it, you can pray about it, and God's peace will insert itself in your life. It's a peace that God gives that you don't even understand why you got peace. And my admonition to you today is that once God gives you some peace, that you got to hold on to it. Don't let anybody talk you out of your peace. Don't let anybody else make you feel bad about what's going on. When God gives you peace in a situation, you've got to hold on to it. You've got to know that it's God's peace, and you don't have to understand it, just enjoy it. You don't have to know how God did it, just allow God to work through it in your life. Walk in the peace that God has given you, and don't let anybody steal it from you. Don't let anybody talk you out of your peace, tell you that you ought to feel bad because of a situation. If God has given you peace, walk in the peace that God has given you. See, the peace of God is knowing that God is in control of every situation that we have. That's the peace that God gives us. Even when it looks bad, you've got to know that God is working on the other side to bring you out. Even when you don't know how you're going to make it, amen, you've got to know that God is with you, that God is for you, and that God can bring you through any situation. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You just got to know that God is in control. You've got to know that your citizenship in heaven is already taken care of, that you are a child of God, that your destiny is set, and that you do have victory in Jesus. So you've got to learn how to guard your peace. You've got to learn how to determine what things come into your life And you have to have the peace that God has given to you. The Bible says to us very clearly in Proverbs 4.23 that we ought to guard our hearts, for out of it the issues of life come. In other words, we've got to have a guard. We've got to make a decision on what things we'll expose ourselves to so that it won't disturb our peace. A few years ago in 2009, the Lord had shared with me that it was time to end my public education as a teacher and move to higher ed. I really believed that that's what God had told me that I needed to do, and as I tried to make connections with universities and colleges, I was not able to get in. And so I made an appointment with with a woman who helps to rewrite your resume, and in rewriting your resume, she sat down with me and Within five minutes, she looked at me and she said, you know what? She said, let me make a telephone call right now while we're talking. Do you mind? And I said, no, I don't mind. So she picked up the phone, she dialed the number, and she said, listen, I have an individual here. We need to get him into the classroom. He's already qualified. He is an excellent speaker, teacher, and we need to get him into our school. She gave him my, she gave them my name and my number and as soon as she hung up the phone my phone rang. <laughs> she said we need to have you come in and sign some papers cuz I believe that you can be an asset here teaching in higher education. See, sometimes the peace of God comes and it reminds you that you are on the right track. It reminds you that sometimes what God has said is true, and sometimes God gives you glimpses of what it is that he wants to do with you in life, so that when God gives you peace, God gives you the insurance, God reminds you that this is what he desires for you to do. Pursue it with all of your heart. Pursue it with all of your gusto and all the things that you have, because God will bring it to pass if you allow him to. Point number two, when we read this scripture, we find out very clearly that our call as believers, all believers, is to be peacemakers. It's a call to have a change of mind about the situation that we find ourselves in. See, you have to have an experience with God of God's perfect peace in order to offer it to others. You can't offer what you don't have. Amen? You've got to experience God's peace in order to be able to give God's peace away to somebody else. And see, it's important for us to understand that God has a way of working things in our lives, and we have to accept the role that he has given to us. The Bible says to us very clearly in Isaiah 26, verse number three, you will be kept in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. We have to learn how to fix our thoughts on what God can do. And when we fix our thoughts on what God can do and see life through a biblical lens, then we can know the perfect peace even in turmoil. When we focus our mind on God and his word, he will direct and guide us to where we need to be, and we can be steady and stable when your mind is in the right place. I'm going to tell you why that's very important. Because when we focus on ourselves selfishly, it becomes apparent to us that we don't have the power, the means to do what God has called us to do. God designed it that way. He didn't want us to do it in our own strength. He wanted us to depend upon the Holy Spirit to make ways out of no ways so that we could accomplish God's will. And that's why we got to keep our mind focused on God. It's when our mind is focused on God that we experience his peace, his rest. Keep your thoughts on God and trust in him. And then you, too, can become a peacemaker because you will find the peace of God on the inside. It's a calling that we ought to be people of God who learn how to make peace with others. That's very important. See, the tragedy is that many of us don't really get to the heart of the matter. Without grace, we are simply just sinners in God's eyes, the natural enemy of God, and to one another. Our hearts must be changed. It's important for us to understand that we're all in the same boat. Even though we might be different races, different cultures, different backgrounds, we're all God's people. And we all, as a result, have to learn how to get along with each other. Our differences don't divide us, our differences make us rich and powerful and have the ability to show people that even though there are some differences among us, that we can still be united together. See, the Bible helps us in Romans chapter number 12, verse number one, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the true way to worship him. See, it's the Holy Spirit's job to mold you and to make you a peacemaker. It's the Holy Spirit working on the inside that's making you more gentle, more humble, helping you to be able to reach out to people who are around you. It's God's desire to be able to use us to be able to help other people find the peace of God. It's an honor to be able to serve God in a way in which you can see people come together by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's not only making peace for you, but he decided that he wanted to make peace for everyone. And if you've got the peace of God, it's not your responsibility to hold on to your peace, It's your responsibility to help somebody else experience the peace that only God can give. It's our responsibility, since he saved us, to help other people come to know who Christ really is. You've got to know that God wants his best for us. And that he sent his only begotten son so that we could have peace with one another. See, what God does is he elevates us to a place of being honest about where we live at and how we interact with each other. It's the spirit that leads us to be able to risk the event when we come and we try to help people come together and know who Christ is. It is our pursuit of peace that gives us a right attitude to take two opposing individuals and help bring them together under the truth of what God has called us to do. Now, I have to warn you that there is some work involved in this. Peace doesn't just happen because you want peace. You got to work for peace. You got to tarry for peace. You have to put some things aside in order to be able to gain the peace that only God can give. Ephesians chapter number four, verse number three says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Romans 12:18 says, Do all that you can to live at peace with one another. We got to get to the place of being able to offer God's peace. It's an unfortunate situation that we live in here in the United States because. Many people are opinionated, and as a result of being opinionated, people have tried to get us to believe that if you have one opinion, you've got to hate the opposite opinion. I don't find that in my Bible. I don't find that in my Bible if you believe something that somehow I got to hate you because you don't believe what I believe. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You've got to understand that even though we have differences, we can be different in our beliefs, but still be able to get along. We can still share a kind word with one another. And listen, even when you are right on a subject, God still leaves room for us to be able to have a relationship. You got to be able to take those small little differences and put them aside and learn how to get along with people. You've got to be able to have your opinion in one hand and grab your brother and a sister who has an opposite opinion in the other hand. We've got to learn how to be able to work together in spite of our differences and learn how to get along with one another, because that demonstrates that we are the children of God, that God loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, that he died for us. In other words, he didn't wait for us to get, to get right. He didn't wait for us to come to church. He didn't wait for us to have a new mind. He said, I'm going to die for you while you're in your sin. Before you get a chance to do right, I'm going to make a way for you to come to me. That's what God did for us. And so are you willing to work with people who are a little bit different than you? Are you willing to have conversations with people who are not like you? Are you willing to befriend a newcomer, somebody who's looking for a new beginning. That's what God calls us to do. And we must realize that, point number three, Jesus is our role model. Jesus is the prince of peace. Oh, you got to get that. He is our prince of peace. In Isaiah chapter number nine, verse number six, the Bible tells us, forget. For a child is born to us, and a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Jesus came to bring us peace. Even at his birth, the Bible reminds us in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 14, glory to God in the highest heaven." And peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. He came into this world to bring us peace. We must realize that there's nothing cheap about Jesus' peace. It cost him his life so that we could have peace with God. Oh, you missed the place to clap and thank God right there. Amen. It's because of his death that we have peace with God. He is our peacemaker. He realized that he had to do something radical in order to save ourselves from sin by shedding his blood on the cross. Jesus becomes our source of peace. So that if you need peace, that's where you got to go in order to get it. Your peace comes from being in right relationship with God. And when you're in right relationship with God, you can be in right relationship with one another. In other words, when my vertical is right, my horizontal can be right. In other words, when I'm right with God, I can be right with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Hold on, I'm going to throw, throw you a boomerang here. Now, now you got to understand that when your relationships aren't right with God, that means that there might be something wrong vertically with your relationship with God. Because how can you say that you love God? and hate your brother or sister who you see all the time. You've got to understand that our relationship with God is important because when we are in right relationship with God, we can be at peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Ephesians 2.13 says it this way. But now you've you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in His own body on the cross, He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by the means of the death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news and peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. In other words, we ought to be peace dispensers. We ought to be sharing the peace that God has given us with others. See, Christ has destroyed the wall that has once separated us. He has removed those barriers away from us so that we can fellowship freely with one another. He gives us real unity in Christ and true reconciliation because of his death on the cross. See, once we were enemies toward God, but now God has made a way for us to be his children. We went from being enemies of God to accepting Christ and becoming the children of God. We are no longer strangers or foreigners to God, but God has gathered us together as one people, and we've got to learn how to be not so selfish and learn how to share what God has given to us. In Philippians chapter 2, verse number 3, Jesus reminds us by way of the Apostle Paul of what it means to be unselfish. He says to us, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to, instead He gave up his divine privileges, took on a human position of a slave, and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died on a criminal's death on the cross. You see, selfishness can ruin a church. I said selfishness can ruin a church. But genuine humility can build it up. Being humble means you have to have a true perspective of what God is doing in our lives. We've got to understand that we are all God's people. All made in his image. All reflect his glory. And we're all important in God's kingdom. Everybody's got a role. And you can't be selfish and hard-headed. And demand your own way. No, God has made a way for us. And we have to learn how to have common courtesy. To have respect with one another. To be able to listen to one another. To be able to take the time to understand one another. Because when you take the time to listen, you can hear your story and what somebody else is sharing with you. You have to consider others' interests more important than your own. That links us with Christ. In his humility. In conclusion, we've got to understand that God has called us to work for peace. That the peace that God gives us is not just any ordinary peace, and that Jesus is our example. The Bible says that God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. It's hard work to gain the peace of God. It's hard work to try and maintain that peace that he has given to us. It's hard work to be able to offer it to other people. Sometimes you have to live with the pain of being misunderstood when you're working for peace. Sometimes you have to learn how to live with the pain of being criticized and labeled by your haters and sometimes even church members. It's difficult to bring two opposing people together and find common ground to operate from. It can be very discouraging when you see people who don't want God's peace, who refuse to reconcile after years of laboring with them and working with them for them to turn their backs and walk away. And when you get to the grocery store, they go down the other aisle just so that they don't have to speak to you. However... There's a much higher calling to this. I understand clearly that it's what God has called me to. And despite all the pain and being uncomfortable I might find myself in, I've got to do what God has called me to do. Because God says those people who work for peace are blessed. And I want to be blessed. So that means I'm going to work for peace. The, the other thing that God says is that they will be called The children of God. See, You've got to understand that when you read the Bible, it's speaking to us in the passive voice. The passive voice means that the voice that is speaking to us is declaring that God has said that you are the children of God. And what I need to hear from God is that I am his child, that I belong to him, that I am a rightful heir of God. See, I need to be able to hear with all the pain and suffering that I've gone through on this side. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. Come on up and take your rest. I got to hear well done from God because I've been laboring at working for peace. I've been labeled at working for peace. And sometimes people misunderstand the peace that I'm trying to gather. It don't have anything to do with being black. It don't have anything to do with being white. It has everything to do with having a personal relationship with God. And when God has called you to a place to be responsible in spite of our differences, God can bring us together. God can break down some walls. God can remove some barriers. God can change your situation. God can turn it around for you. God can change your mind. God can change your circumstance. God can change your position. I once was an enemy toward God, but now I'm a child of God. Because God has declared that if I work for peace, that my life will be blessed. That if I work for peace, that I'll be called a child of God. That when I do what God requires, I can hear a well done. Every now and then I got to remind myself that what I need right now is a well done. And every now and then I tilt my head toward heaven and I can hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I know you're getting beat up a little bit, but my good and faithful servant. I know you're a little bit discouraged every now and then, but you're my good and faithful servant. I know you don't feel my peace right now, but you're my good and faithful servant. I know that you're disturbed right now, but I got it all under control. I can take care of it for you. I can turn it around for you. I can make ways out of no ways. I can change your situation in an instant. I am the God of peace. I can come and rescue you right in the situation that you might find yourself so you might have a broken relationship god can repair it it might be a place where you need some financial help god can turn it around for you god can make ways out of no ways god can fix it for you god can take care of it god can turn it around god can bring it about god can fix it for you god can take care of it god can restore you what you thought you have lost god can bring back to you God can take care of it, but you got to have his peace. Let his peace rest in your life. And when you've got God's peace, don't give it away. Don't let nobody steal it from you. Don't let nobody discourage you. Because when you got God's peace, it gives you everything that you need in order to make it in this difficult life. Oh, I can't go another day without his peace. You need to settle it with God right now, that I'm determined that I'm going to have his peace. And when you got the peace of God, everything else will fall into place. and God will make it all right for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the reminder that you're the God of all peace. We're grateful, Lord, that you have changed our lives and are changing our lives. And Lord, we're depending upon you to be true to your word, to do what we are unable to do. And that's give us a peace that passes all understanding, that guards both our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that for your people today in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope something you heard today will draw you closer to God and encourage you to know him better. If you found this message podcast helpful, please subscribe, write a review, and consider sharing it with someone else. If there is anything we can do for you, a question we could talk through with you, a prayer we could say on your behalf, or a need you have, please don't hesitate to let us know. We are better together. Please connect with us soon. Take care.